Today, my guest is Cathy Bryce, who leads AIB's corporate, international investment banking and business banking activities, and is a member of the Executive Management Committee of the bank. I'm delighted to welcome you to the show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, James. Thank you very much for, for, for having me in today to, to chat about this very important uh, podcast around uh, career transition. You might just uh, tell me who you are yeah. and what you do and uh, what you're most proud of in your working life. Okay, uh, thanks uh, very much for the opportunity. So my name is Cathy Bryce. Um, James knows knows me as Cathy Brophy, uh, which was my uh, name before I got married. And I am Managing Director of the Corporate and Business uh, Banking Division of AIB. Um, uh, I've My career has, has been in financial services, um, totally. Uh, I'm uh, sorry to say, uh, but uh, um, it's having said that, it's been very, very interesting. And I, I guess I'm most proud of today um, being the first um, female in AIB to run a P&L division of the bank. Um, so, so um, very proud of that achievement, not just for myself personally, but I think for, I guess, for all of, of, of the women who, who would have worked in AIB over the years. And I think it is a sign of of the financial services sector and uh, indeed of AIB moving moving forward um, in terms of gender diversity. That, that's great. That's fascinating. And and going back, I and mean, people always ask me uh, in my recruitment with my recruitment hat on, you know, the mistakes they 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 they've made and or I've made. So, what mistakes have you made in your career, if any, <clears> and the impact and then the learning? And it could be from small stuff to kind of serious stuff. If you want to share it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've made plenty of mistakes and. Uh, um, you know, careers are full of choices and uh, you do make mistakes. But what I would say to people is that everything is correctable, you know, um, and it is, I think, about a bit of resilience and perseverance as well. Um, I, I certainly feel I've been rewarded with perseverance uh, to a degree. Um, so I, I think mistakes have been uh, sometimes not being ambitious enough or not being um, brave enough at times. So I, I would have had opportunities to go start my maybe um, my own activities in financial services outside of the bank at times. And I was a little bit too cautious um, and maybe missed missed things. Um, but I have been nonetheless rewarded with a long career within AIB, um, I, I guess, partly as a result of that. Um, but uh, I would say to people, probably be, don't be afraid of being brave in careers. And um, I think particularly these days um, with workplace being so much more flexible, that there's great opportunities for people to, to, to be brave, to go out on their own, you know, but don't be afraid to, 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 to fail at things. And is there anything you can think back or a funny moment where, I mean, one of mine was I had a Japanese client come to me from a very famous aircraft leasing company and I'd, and I'd been schooled on, on how I should greet him and I had to bow and and he'd present his business card and then I'd present my business card and it was all going very well. He came in, I bowed, I smiled, I did everything right. I had my business card in my left of my, 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 my suit pocket. I, he passed his card across to me. I looked at it. I bowed back. I went in to get my card. I passed across from. I said, "This is great," and I realised I'd given him a dart ticket, <laughs> which I put in my, in my, to my consternation, uh, in my head, uh, and I said, "Oh God, I've ruined this because I've shown him disrespect." But I saw a flicker of a smile in his eyes, and he got it. 
but I suppose what saved me that I had I had carried out the process of respect you know nice. and I was the guy since then who all the Japanese of, the, of, of his colleagues would say can we have your dart ticket James Sam <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, if I go back right to the beginning of my career, I worked in investment banking um, for the U.S. investment bank and Morgan Stanley, and um, I, I didn't quite know the drill at that at that stage as a young graduate, um, not realizing that when you go on trips with senior people, that the done thing is that the graduate pays for everything. And uh, so I remember being in a taxi with the managing director and. We get to the end of the journey and I had no cash to pay. And he certainly didn't have any cash. So it was consternation. Uh, and I learned from that experience. <laughs> always go to the ATM before. You... Yeah, always go to the ATM or uh, have the credit card. Uh, so, uh, of course, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a great story. And, and there's the simple <laughs> things. But I suppose they, you learn from them. And, and uh, but they can be talked about. Uh, we talk about attention to detail. So um, doing presentations uh, for, for different companies and, and and Morgan Stanley, the the name of the of the client was always at the fr- at the front, and often at times you would, you know, be up to literally three and four o'clock in the morning finishing these presentations, and um, and then grab the books, and you'd be on the first flight in the morning. I, I, I somewhere in Europe, so there was a great story of uh, of uh, not me now, but one of my one of my uh, grad uh, fellow grads um, arriving, and the book rather than saying. United Airlines said untied airlines. <laughs> how, how did they receive it? Did they send humour? <laughs> I think so, yes. Yeah, they tried to open the front page as quickly as possible so nobody but, noticed. But they'll never forget him. No. <laughs> which which may, may be a good thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so if you didn't start off in financial services banking, is with when you look back, is there anything you would have done? Uh, like for examples I would use, you know, a, a professional golfer. I know you're a good golfer, I believe. <laughs> Single handicap. Photographer. Mixologist, which is someone who makes makes cocktails. Is there anything that you sort of like a fun, not fun job, but something you'd say, oh, my God, I'd love to do that? Yeah, well, I guess sport would have been great, you know, if I'd been good enough to, to do sport full time. I play, used to play a lot of hockey and, and uh, I, do, I do golf as well. Um, I think that it would have been marvellous to be you know, a professional. If I, 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 I admire also hugely musicians and, and people with that sort of talent, and, and I, I don't have any talent in that area. But why, to, why, to have careers like that, I what's think it's it about wonderful. Uh, musicians that you admire? I think it's just this innate talent. I mean, able to do that as your, as your, as your life, um, you know, um, career where it's all, all encompassing. I guess. And um, the pressure for each performance, because oh, you're, yes, you're as good yeah. as your next performance. Yeah, yeah, I no, presume. no, no, that is tough. But I think that if, if the people who, who really love it, then they're so passionate about it that I'm not sure that that they notice that too that? much. <laughs> No, I look. I, I, my father actually was a banker, as, as you know, James. And um, I suppose somewhere uh, I had this idea that banking was a career for me. Um, and I was very close to, uh, after leaving college, going to be an accountant. And uh, then, you know, uh, between various things, was got offered a job in investment banking, and and. I've I've enjoyed banking all, all my career, and I suppose I'm very lucky to have um, been able to do something that I have really enjoyed. And I and that's that also would be advice from that I would give to people. You know, you do need to enjoy it, and you need to have an affinity to what you're doing. 
And I would find in my in my recruitment um, space that if some people come in, maybe younger people, they're not happy with their career, <clears throat> and sometimes for, for very good reasons, or yeah. they've been a job for two years or three years, and I'm ready to move on. It's not providing enough for me. Um, there's a lot of pressure in some of these jobs. Yeah. What what advice would you give someone? Like that, as to as to what, what process should they should they when they're when they're having that conversation in their head? What process should they go in their head? Yeah, I mean, I think if it's that they're not enjoying it because the hours are very long or something, then uh, but they like what they're doing, then I would be saying you need to maybe have a conversation with with your organisation or with your uh, people manager to try and see if you can reset the bar in some way. Um, if they if through the discussion you realize they just don't have a great affinity for that organization or for the type of work they're doing, then I would be saying life's too short and go, go, go find. If they're using the wrong lens though and maybe looking at that, it's too narrow a lens, they just haven't been able to see the bigger picture. Have you come across that? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I, I would like to think quite quickly if I see people who come in who might, might have, um, interviewed very well, but after a few months, you realise that there's just no glint in their eye. They're just not. They're just not enjoying. They're not enjoying. Somehow, the 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 work is not at all interesting to them. I would, you know, I'd like to think you take them aside and say, look, you know, no pressure here. But are if you're are you happy? And if you're not happy, you know. Think about this, and let's see how we can support you to. to it's a proactive, to find. It's a proactive response. A little bit, a little bit. I suppose of calling someone out appropriately. To say, come on, what are you, what are you, are you, are you, you know, are you getting a buzz out of this or not? Yeah, and and equally, you can see people who really eat and drink the work, you know, yeah. because they have this enthusiasm emanating out of them. Yeah, um, I'm in my again my career recruitment recruitment over my thirty years. I would say maybe sixty um, percent of people don't like what they do. Because they get they get sucked into it. That's, oh, that's, that's, God, that's, yeah. that's my that's my sense. Now it's slightly different with the younger generation because there's a much more movement in their careers and obviously the type of industries that have evolved, particularly over the last ten years. Yes, but yeah. that's my sense because people spent five, ten, fifteen, twenty years within the same same yeah, organization, and not really moving at all, doing the same job. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's an yeah. In- interesting, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know. Um, um, I think that can happen all right. I think people enjoy at least initially uh, and it can that that people stay in the same place and are not proactive enough about, about either moving within the organization that they're working in or looking externally. And I, I say to my team now that I'm really keen for people to, to uh, consider more lateral moves and getting themselves sort of rejolted almost with a, with a new challenge every number of years because I think it's really good for the person I think it's very good for the organisation then and as well and it's fresh as well it's yeah people need a new challenge after a while definitely yeah. and yeah. organisations have been poor about facilitating that I think um, and is that because of leadership deficiencies or leaders are also human coping themselves as where they're at or yeah, I think is it a mixture of everything I mean it's I think it can be leadership uh, and down to a sort of a selfish point which is I have somebody in a job they're performing very well they know they know the ropes I don't want to give those up that's that a problem up. for me yeah that's a problem yeah um, and that's you know we, we need to be better at that it's interesting um, interesting five words describe your career oh st- st- uh, sticking with it I think <laughs> <laughs> Sticking with it, um, uh, uh, I have um, 
so I've worked for quite a long time in AIB, although I did take uh, take a career move recently um, and and was fortunate enough to be able to come back into the organisation. Um, but during my career in AIB, it had a lot of ups and downs. And uh, I remember hearing a talk from someone, uh, the, the uh, head of Goldman Sachs about 10 or 12 years ago, and he was speaking to um, mainly... Uh, it was it was in Harvard and he was mainly speaking to the MBA class and his advice was careers are a long road um, don't think you have to solve it in the first 10 years you've got you've, it is a long road and you take the ups and downs and don't try and push it too much too quickly um, opportunity you know be patient was his advice which I thought was interesting particularly for someone who'd worked in investment banking which can be a very very tough and demanding and cutthroat career and um that was his advice and i think i think there is a lot to be said for that um there is is also jumping on the opportunities um and um being entrepreneurial where you see an opportunity as well but um i think sometimes um people just want too much too quickly and um they get frustrated then if they don't get it whereas i think a little bit of perseverance and and is that a why do you think that is, or or is that like if I if you, if you look ten years ago or twenty years ago, comparing <clears throat> and contrasting, which is probably yeah, an well, unfair I mean, thing to uh, do, but just why do people, or because the opportunities are there in a full economy, does that drive it? Um, a little bit of that. I mean, it's ambition, obviously, and um, I think they're looking at pals who may have, you know, whose path has has. Uh, accelerate it more quickly, and they get a little bit jealous and want to push. Um, their path and all I would say is you can't you want to compare over the long term not over a three or three year or five year period it's really about the long term if you're enjoying what you're doing and you're learning don't be worrying that you're not getting promoted it's a car crash at the end is it yeah they're not ready for it and they yeah, don't have the skill sets more dangerous for their career um, it's very debilitating that when it happens yeah. someone blows up yeah it's much worse no than, their own than not getting the promoted sufficiently yeah so would you be an advocate or did, of, of a career coach or a mentor or did you have a mentor uh, on your on, on your way did you say what do you think what's the next five years look or yeah I, I didn't really use mentorship as, as as well as I could have and I do try and do a lot of mentoring now just outside of banking um, I think it can be extremely useful to use mentors at different stages. I'm not sure I'd advocate using a mentor all of the time. I think there's points in your career that you're really looking for a bit of a steer, and, and that's very helpful. I use a mentor uh, currently in my job, um, f- someone from a completely different industry, just to try and give me a bit of perspective. Um, but I did get a lot of career advice from my from the people I reported to, and they they were actually, I mean, looking back. Um, really helpful to me in my career and I think they didn't they weren't mentors per se but they were um very supportive uh, generous with their time and generous with their time and also invested in me both Mm. from a personal perspective and and also putting me forward for courses and different things as well um and I'm very grateful for that so um I um yeah I certainly think mentoring is an important aspect. Everybody should use it. It's just really trying to figure out when's the best time to yeah, and use the right it person, and the right person. Yeah, yeah. 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 And what would you? What advice? So say, if you, I know you've, you've you've two children, but say a twenty-two year old graduate friend of the family says, "What advice? I want to I want to do something." What What would you advise them to do? 
Um, I, in the same way as I, I try and advise my two teenagers, um, is to pick the subjects you enjoy. Pick, try and pick a pick the the degree that you think you're going to enjoy. I say pick the job that you think you're going to enjoy, but but also uh, um, be very don't over don't try and overthink your career and over map it out because I I believe that careers are very fluid and you know it, there's a bit of luck and there's a bit of trial and error uh, in all of this um, and if you get working. If you get working with someone good, uh, it can be in, in an industry that might necessarily be the, the right long-term industry for you. But but if you're working with someone you really enjoy and you're learning from, then that's that's fantastic as well. So um, I, I, I think just throw yourself at it. You know, if, if you think the opportunity is right for you, try it out and you can always redirect yourself. And that 22-year-old probably has to be happy to ask questions even mm. what I call the stupid question which oh, is probably absolutely. the most important question yeah. and the other bit of advice would be never pick a job for money never why, why is that I, I, I just think it's it's the absolute worst and particularly for a 22 year old which you know um, you know oh well I'll pick it because it's going to pay me 10,000 more um, in the short term um, it's all about the long term and it's all about the, the most important thing I think at that age in the first 10 years of your career is that you're going to be learning a lot and you're going to get exposed to different experiences and, and good people to work with rather than what salary you're on. But it's very easy to pick the money, you know, when you're a, a poor student with a, with a, and, a, a student, student loan. loan yeah, yeah. And, the and, and the last question, again, is workplace stress, mindfulness, um, moving job every three years. That, that's the feedback we get in the market. Any comments, any opinions? Um, I think it is a much bigger feature of today's world. Um, it, maybe it's just that we're all more aware of our, much more aware of our mental health than than in the past, where it wasn't spoken about so much. Um, I think we all need to manage stress and try and be aware when when life is getting stressful. Um, I try and use pastimes like golf to sort of de-stress. Um, uh, I try and be aware of of uh, when I'm, uh, you know, I'm showing stress points, be it not sleeping properly or something like that. Um, uh, and um, I think there needs to be more support in the workplace for that sort of thing. Um, we're trying to get better in AIB about well-being and 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 uh, indeed mindfulness and things. Um, um, I the the idea of changing jobs every three years, I think. That is tough, you know. Changing changing job is, and having done it uh, twice uh, relatively recently, I can certainly attest it is stressful. And um, uh, you know, I so I, I I'm an advocate for changing uh, changing role um, every three to five years. I'm not sure I'm, I'm an advocate for saying changing organisation every three to five years because that's that is a lot, but some people are, are made for that. And in fact, if they're not changing organization, they wouldn't be happy. Other people, maybe not so, not so much yeah. so. Uh, I suppose you, you're saying to put a little bit of thought into it. Yeah, and, and see yeah. the plus and minuses. Yeah, it is quite traumatic changing jobs um, uh, and it will provide stress, but of course it provides great opportunities as well and meeting a whole host of new people and putting yourself into a new work culture. And so there's great benefits to it as well. I'd just say eyes wide open. Really, I think. Okay. Yeah. Kathy Bryce, thank you very much for talking to the podcast. 
Thank you, James. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Career Scoop, brought to you by Elevate Career Advice and Elevate Executive Selection, Dublin and Birmingham. I'm James Fitzsimons, and I hope you have enjoyed listening. Next week, we'll be talking to Barry Mulligan, businessman and serial investor. Hope to see you there.